0: back to the Crossover Podcast, where we get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is sports time, as we are talking week 15 in the National Hockey League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. Joining me today is Bill Needles. Welcome back, Bill. Alright, missed you last week, but I'm glad you could hear from my triumphant turkey trot over your uh, supine corpse in this one, as uh, my Lions. Heck of a game, heck of a game by both teams in that one. Uh, Rounding up the trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, there's some damn good matchups on there's some damn good matchups on Sunday. Unfortunately, Saturday, I mean the, the Dolphins Bills should be good, but they, the the matches preceding that are not as good as they they kind of could be. Like obviously Ravens Browns, we'll get to that. Hamstring by a couple of injuries, but I mean Colts Vikings could be something. We'll see. Um, last night, however, uh, we missed the Thursday game. I dodged a little bit of a bullet, um, at least contest wise, picking, uh, our top five of the week. I did not dodge it wallet wise because I definitely bet money on the Seahawks last night. I absolutely, it just, it absolutely looked like the Seahawks were the best play. Just no way to predict that Gino was going to lay that kind of an egg in that kind of a spot. And, and also the Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I looked at that. I looked at that too. But, but like, if, if we are going to live in a world... I realize this Niners team is very good, and DVOA has them climbing up the ranks. They're officially third, even with Brock Purdy. But if we're going to start thinking that it's a good idea to bet a... Mr. Irrelevant quarterback making his first road start on a short week after, like four days after making his first start in Seattle with the 12th man as a road favorite, if, if if we think we're going to make money like that every time, I just, I don't, we, 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 yeah. 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 And you were smart for that. I, I, yeah. I did the hold-my-nose thing, and unfortunately, because, like, I do think Seattle was the right side, and the Niners were also the super public side, so I was favoring the public. So the public got one there, and what are you going to do? Sometimes you, you get got, and I got gotten and uh, the Niners team is looking like a real... Uh, Brock Purdy's got the keys to a very expensive Jaguar or whatever. I don't like to say Ferrari for that saying, because I think Ferraris are hot garbage. But uh, he's got the keys to a very expensive car right now, and all he's got to do is not crash it, so... Uh, we'll see how that goes going forward. But, got some Saturday games this week, gents. Uh, where it's that time of year where we start getting Saturday games. God, I love it. Uh, first up, December 17th, Saturday, 1pm. The Indianapolis Colts go into Minnesota to take Bill take on Bill, your Minnesota Vikings. A line that has seen some movement. Opened up at Vikings minus three and a half. Uh, or sorry, opened up at Vikings minus four and a half. Sharps and a particular brown-haired individual on this podcast uh, hammered the Colts at the plus four and a half. And uh, it's now down to Vikings minus three and a half. So you're currently getting the hook. So if you want the Colts, you're not getting the best of the number. uh, But if you do want it for, uh, if you do want the Colts for for this one, uh, I'm willing to give it to you guys at the four and a half because this is going to be one of my five. I got got the Colts plus the four and a half against... uh, against your uh vikings bill no hard feelings i just think this is going to be a stupid ugly game and uh the vikings for whatever reason don't win in blowouts uh the colts with matt ryan back at the helm should be able to keep this somewhat close with the ground game and then i think it uh it ends with a uh the vikings winning this by three so i like having the four and a half on this one so i want the points billy what do you think about your vikings going into this one Uh, All right, I'm on the Colts. Billy's on his Vikings. Craig, tiebreaker. week by week for the Colts though so the, the Colts got Colts yeah Colts got extra rest so there's there's the there's that in in the uh, in the plus column for the Colts too Uh, four o'clock game, Baltimore, Cleveland, uh, a game that could have been great if we had everything, but we got a Deshaun Watson who hasn't played in, who, who's played two games in two years and looks very, very rusty. Uh, no Lamar Jackson in this one. He was officially ruled out for the Saturday contest. So it does seem like it's going to be Hundley, although Hundley also fighting something right now, but it is going to be the Ray. Okay, Hundley's going to play. It is the Ravens' backup. So we got the Ravens heading into Cleveland uh, for the minus. uh, Cleveland laying three. So they're saying currently these two teams are even, and Cleveland's getting the three-point home bump. Um, Cleveland's having trouble because, man, you know who's been hurt most by this Deshaun Watson thing has been Nick Chubb. They are showing Deshaun Watson no respect so far in these first two games, and, and Chubb has been... A little bit invincible if you have to bet this game i think i lean towards the ravens because they've got the best unit in this game with the defense uh i like where they're they're pretty high in dvoa they're 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 fifth in dvoa right now cleveland's 14th so they're all right but i i think i lean towards baltimore in that defense on on the road uh getting three what do you think about this one billy All right, we're both on Baltimore. Craig, any uh, dissenting opinions on this one? Uh, That's an excellent point by you about the Browns center. That is uh, (laughs) – there's connective tissue there for sure in in terms of uh, the immediate decline of Nick Chubb's numbers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, uh, last game of the Saturday slate. Beautiful game. The Miami Dolphins head to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills getting a full touchdown on this one. This is our first Pro's-Joes game of the week. Uh, right now, the tickets are on the Bills. The money is on the Dolphins, so the Sharps are betting the Dolphins. However, there's been no line movement so far on this one. Um... I think I'm with them. I think this is I think this is a little bit of an overinflated line. The Bills have looked good, but they haven't been blowing people out uh, by seven good lately, especially against this high flying, good uh, offense uh, Dolphins team catching seven, especially. And uh, I know that it's supposed to snow in this uh, on Saturday, so. There is that, but like uh, uh, I don't know. I like if, if the weather's that bad. I still like I still like catching seven because the Dolphins. I, I, I think it I think it's gonna be all right. I just I like it's not gonna be one of my five. I want the Dolphins because I think these are two very good teams. DVOA has these two teams ranked two and eight, so that's close enough for me that I'm like I don't think this should be a full seven. So I'm I'm on the Dolphins, uh, you know, pending a couple of things because obviously if Tyreek Hill is. Uh, pronounced out with this leg thing that he's got going on, then that's an immediate off for me. But uh, as I'm sitting right now, it's uh, it's Dolphins uh, plus the seven is the side I want. What about you, Craig? Hmm. Worst he's ever looked. Worst he's ever looked, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. Oh, a button hook pattern around a giant pile of human flesh. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's it's definitely a pause for concern, but I, I again, it, it, that's another good spot. Is the Dolphins are extremely low right now, so I think this is a good buy low option on the Dolphins because I don't think the offense has looked as bad as it's looked the past couple of weeks. The Chargers, that was just that was a beautiful spot. You and I were on that one last week, Craig. That that was such a perfect trap spot uh, for the Chargers. Everybody like the public was all on Miami in that one. That was that was shooting fish in a barrel, and then. Two weeks before that, we were on the Niners uh, laying the three and a half against the Dolphins too, even though uh, Brock Purdy started most of that game and the Dolphins scored on the first play. It's just, I think that, I just think that the plus seven uh, is the side you want, again, pending a couple issues. So I'm on uh, the Dolphins, Bill, Craig is on the Bills, Billy tiebreaker for this one. Yeah, that's Bill brings up another point. Ooh, so that's even better. Get the, yeah, well, if you can shop around and find that extra half point, then absolutely get the Dolphins because this could finish Bill's. Like, yeah, like that's the other thing Bill brought up. A good point is the back door is open in this one too with that Dolphins offense. Uh, so that's that's something you want to think about. Uh, let's move to Sunday. The early afternoon slate. First up, the Atlanta Falcons are heading to New Orleans to take on the Saints. And the Saints are laying four. And I don't have much analysis for this one other than the Atlanta Falcons have got a rookie quarterback making his first start on the road in a divisional matchup. So I'm going to bet the Saints. Craig, do you have anything to add to this one? Yeah, and the, and the Saints. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. New Orleans has looked like trash recently, but this—if you're not going to take them now, then when? Although it is a bit puzzling that they keep playing Dalton over over Winston, so I don't know what's up with that. I. Not yeah. I don't think. I don't think Winston is either though. So I, I don't think they like either him. So I don't know. Maybe Winston's got like a bad attitude behind the scenes that we're unaware of. So I I have uh, I have no idea right yeah possible. Uh, Billy, what are your thoughts on Saints-Falcons? Saints currently laying four. Next up, the Philadelphia Eagles head to Chicago to take on the Bears. And the Philadelphia Eagles are laying eight and a half. Uh, The Bears are coming off a bye. They've had two weeks to prepare for this Eagles team. The Eagles, uh, I I, I was on the Giants last week. I thought the Giants maybe could have got them. Uh, I was incorrect. They got thumped by the Eagles. Uh, I think perhaps I was a week too early on fading the Eagles. Uh, So I'm going to go back to it. It's not going to be pretty. This is going to be one of my five. All the analysis that I had uh, last week uh, for why I thought the, the Giants might cover, I pretty much have. I'm pretty much going to repeat for the Bears here, which is at-home uh, at home, uh, at home high-line quarterback that can, can run a little bit and gunk things up for the Eagles. Um, plus, I just don't think the Eagles are going to go 16-1. and Yeah, maybe that happens. Maybe it does. I didn't say it was going to be pretty, but this is one of the ones. This is going to be one of my five. It's going to be the Chicago Bears getting. I'm going to be taking the points with the Chicago Bears. It's not going to be pretty. I expect it. Maybe it looks like what happened with Denver last week where they're down and then then Fields just starts running all over them or something and then just comes after that backdoor cover. Maybe that's my key to victory here, but it's not going to be pretty, but I'm going to be on the Chicago Bears. Uh, Craig, what do you think about this one? You gotta have chutzpah for this one, I think. (laughs) Sure is. (laughs) They have had two weeks to, to get ready for this one, for what it's worth. Also clinched a playoff spot right like they they were the first team to clinch last week right so you know maybe a little sleepy there yeah but that control their own destiny includes beating Philly at some point with the season left right yeah oh so there you go there's another reason look ahead game for the Eagles trap game for the Eagles right here yep No, I'm not, I'm not saying lose it, but maybe like what Dallas did last, maybe what, what Dallas did last week against the Texans. Yeah, exactly. I could see that in this one where it's like, you know, Scott Hansen in the, uh, you know, in the third quarter could go, let's go back to Bears, Eagles, where the Bears are only down three and have the ball. They're moving, you know, like you can, you can, ju- I could just picture like, there's all those weird things like you just said, like. Big line at home. Quarterback that can run. Two weeks to prepare for the Eagles. Eagles just clinched, so maybe they're not looking about this one. Plus, it's a trap game because they got Dallas next week. It, it's there's there's reasons to look at the Bears here. Um, Billy, what do you think about this one? Uh, next game, the Dallas Cowboys head to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Boy, Trevor Lawrence is coming around the last couple of weeks. Woo, boy! Uh, I'll tell you what, they got the best quarter. Yeah, they got the best quarterback in this game. I think. I think that that might be a hot take, but I think the I think the best quarterback uh, in this game currently plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Dallas Cowboys heading to Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville opened up at plus five at home. The sharps hammered it uh, down to minus four. Uh, this is an inflated Cowboys line. We've seen teams go down to Jacksonville before and put up stinkers. Dallas also has the look-ahead uh, line for the Eagles there. Uh, thing going ahead with the, this is, you know, trap game potential for the Cowboys. This line is too high. Give me Jacksonville. They're going to be one of my five. Billy, what do you think about this one? Woo! I'm on the Jaguars, Uh, Billy's on the Cowboys, Craig tiebreaker. Boy, um let's let's see I got I got okay let me bring up let me uh, let's see um, I got two three four uh, oh uh, <laughs> I'm staring at green do I want to add Green Bay to that list probably not Yeah, Green Bay does say yes. Uh... Yeah, I got four. I got I got four. Hertz, Allen. I got Hertz, Allen, Mahomes, and Burrow. Okay, I think Hertz is. I think that's a conversation at least, right? Like they don't snap, say yes, right? Yeah, yeah, the two, yeah. So we got we got three for sure, right? It's Allen, Mahomes, and Burrow. Those are those are the three flat out no's. We're hanging up the phone. And Balt, yeah, Eagles and Baltimore, right? Eagles, Baltimore, and uh... would he be extended already? Fair, fair. That's fair. That's a juicy discussion. <clears throat> yeah, to get yeah, to, especially considering he just tore his knee last week, right? Like, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Let's say let's say he didn't tear his ACL. They would do it to get out from under that contract and whatnot too. Yeah. So there's. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think I think you're I think you're pretty correct there. I think that's absolutely correct. Next up, who would have thought, gentlemen, when we started doing this podcast on week one that we'd be sitting here, and this would be the marquee matchup for week 15, and probably if if the Giants Commanders hadn't already been flexed into uh, the 820 game, what game got flexed out, by the way? Was it Cardinals Broncos? No. Okay. Ra- Raiders Patriots. Did that get flexed out? Someone got flexed out because it wasn't Giants Commanders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if honestly, if they didn't do it, it, like if they could go back, they would likely flex in uh, Lions Jets. I think as the uh, as the night game because this. Yeah, because this is yeah. That's true. Yeah, unfortunately, and uh, this this is basically a loser leaves town match. Uh, to use wrestling parlance, the loser of this game pretty much uh, forfeits whatever slim playoff hopes they have left. Uh, the Detroit Lions have been surging. Uh, the Jets also have been looking very frisky the entire year. Uh, a line that has seen that saw insane movement. Vegas just had no idea what to do with this game, and neither did the sharps, quite frankly. Like it was, this is one of the most, uh, it, like the behavior around the line for this game has been pretty inexplicable, and it, it, even before the Mike White thing, this line opened up at Jets minus one, slowly moved to a pickem, spent a couple days there as a pickem. Then the Sharps decided that I think the Jets were the right side. And I'm pretty sure I texted both of you guys and said, F my, FML, I think the Jets are the right side in this game. And they pushed it to Jets minus 2.5 because it was Jets minus 2.5 when the day started. Then at around 10 or 11 this morning, we found out Mike White's ribs are too hurt because he got carved in two in, in that one hit. Good Lord. that was And it was clean as a whistle too. It was just, God, that was tough to look at. Um, and, uh, his ribs were all busted up, so he's not able to go, so, the Jets, mo- and it's going to be, uh, uh, oh, God, I can't even remember his name, he's not important enough to remember, Zach Wilson, thank you, uh, yeah, now it's going to be Zach Wilson, and it, Im- the line immediately... Went off the board and went from Jets minus two uh, to Lions minus one, where it's currently sitting. And I've seen some one and a halfs around, but the line, as it stands right now, the state of this game, as it stands right now, is the Lions are going into New York to take on the Jets. They are favored by one. Can't remember the even though it's ever so slight. Can't remember the last time the Lions were a road favorite. And uh, Mike White is not starting this game, and it's Zach Wilson heading into. Um, I. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Hmm. Uh, the analysis I have for this game is the Lions have one of the best offenses in the league right now. The problem with this one is they are heading outside. Um, so we have Jared Goff outside against a really, really good defense, which is why earlier in the week I thought the Jets were the, the correct side and was worried about the Jets winning this game. And I still think I am worried about that. but I w- But with Zach Wilson starting this game, the odds of... For the Lions, certainly increased. That's definitely a break for the Lions. Uh, I don't know what I want betting in this game because there's just too many variables. But I imagine I would still believe that the Jets are the right side. Billy, what say you on this one? Yeah. Yeah. They they they're averaging over thirty points a game, and honestly, the only like they've only had like one maybe two of the six losses they had during the 1 and 6 start only one or two of them was like truly terrible like the patriots game where they got shut out obviously stands out Weather might also be a factor in this game, so that th- this might be a classic pending weather type game. Because I think if uh, if it is a snowy game, that might favor the Lions because they got a little bit of a running game. Man, if the Jets had Brees Hall in this one, they would they might still be a favorite. Uh, Craig, what do you think about this one? Well, maybe not, based on if it if it doesn't go like it did last game between those two. <laughs> that we we've talked about that on this podcast. We've wanted to see that we've wanted to see a two in the tie slot at some point. It almost happened one time a couple years ago, I remember that, but I, I do want to see a two in the tie slot one time. It's it's just that would be so hilarious to me. <laughs> think i have been a lions fan my entire life i cannot remember if it even if it is if it's even happened the lions having a three-game road winning streak though i just (laughs) it may not have right like oh or you might have to go back to like you know the 60s or something for for that but my god all right, yeah, so uh, we're, we're, we're tentatively leaning Lions on this one, I feel. I, I, I'm i kind of staring at the Jets, but I might be too close to this one for my analysis to be uh, considered uh, clear of mind. Uh, next up, the Pittsburgh Steelers head to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Panthers getting the three-point home bump. Uh, Vegas is saying these two teams are relatively even, hence the three-point home bump. Uh... If I was one of those compulsive types who just had to gamble and wanted uh, action on this game, uh, I don't think I need any more analysis other than uh, you take the Carolina Panthers minus three because you're up against Mitch Trubisky on the road. Do I need to say anything beyond that? Billy, what do you think? Curious as the DVOA for both these teams. Carolina is 28th. Where is Pittsburgh? Oh, Pittsburgh's 19th, so probably based on the strength of that defense. So, yeah, so uh, one would say that Pittsburgh is the better team, but, again, DVOA is not factoring Mitch Trubisky being under center for the Steelers. Craig, your thoughts on this one? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the correct decision, sir. Falcon Saints, you at least are like, I want to see what that rookie can do for the for the Falcons, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh God. game of the 1 o'clock slate, the Kansas City Chiefs headed up to Houston to take on the Texans and the Chiefs are a robust two-touchdown favorite on the road. Listen, if you don't have the stomach for it, don't do it. Because if you're placing money on the spread on this game, you're putting it on the team that's at home, it is a that's at home, it is a two-touchdown dog. Uh, the Chiefs don't cover these high lines for whatever reason. They had a 27-point lead last week and still couldn't uh, hold on to that high line. And at one point, the Broncos did have the ball in order to potentially take it down the field and score and win the effing game. So there is that. So it's nothing other than don't look at the teams, hold your nose, and take the home team that's uh, getting 14 points. Craig, anything to add to this one? No, <laughs> it doesn't. Football's a weird sport, man. They were. They oh, even better. Even better. So you're insulated against two touchdowns. Yeah. Because the Texans should have won that. They should have won that Cowboys game last week, right? Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> no. But I, I, like, I'm not, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Billy, anything to add to this one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just take the points, hope they cover and take the ticket up to the window when they weirdly do. Um... All right, head to the four o'clock slate. We said the marquee matchup was Lions Jets, which is basically more or less a playoff game, and uh, uh, Scott Hansen Steelers Panthers. Uh, rightfully so. First game: New England Patriots head to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Las Vegas getting a little extra rest for this one, coming off of a dreadful, dreadful loss. To Baker Mayfield and the Rams. Baker Mayfield, who'd been on the team for 24 just Just absolutely total. Meanwhile, um, short rest for the Patriots, who played on Monday against the Cardinals. Uh, Patriots looked good, in air quotations. Uh, Raiders looked about as bad as you can possibly look. Uh, therefore, it's a great time to take the Raiders. I think the Raiders are the side you want in this one. Uh, everything the Patriots did on, on Monday was basically the Cardinals doing it to themselves. Uh, the Patriots are not good. This line actually opened up at a pick and the, uh, Sharps hammered the Raiders. So the Sharps are on the Raiders. Uh, the line is currently Vegas, uh, laying one and a half, uh, I'm on the Raiders. The the, the the Patriots' offense was absolutely dreadful, and uh, their defense was good, but their offense was dreadful, and uh, they, they can't move the ball, and I think the Raiders can get them in front of them to win this game. It's a good buy low. You're buying low on the Raiders and selling high on the Patriots, so uh, Raiders minus one and a half for me. Billy, what do you think? Check also does this thing where he purposely loses for whatever reason to his former proteges to make them look good so that they they stick around an extra year longer than they need to, thus hamstringing a franchise he doesn't have to, you know, do with. He did it to Patricia and the Lions. That it's I don't don't trust this one. Uh, Raiders minus one and a half. Craig, what do you have to add to this one? Oh, interesting. State your case. Yeah, but if they move the camera a little bit to the left uh, from Bill Belichick, you're going to see Mac Jones and Matt Patricia fighting on the sidelines. So does that do anything for you? <laughs> <Like> <laughs> <coughs> Patriot, other than, like, Judon, though, the Raiders have all of the best players in this game, right? Like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I like the Raiders. Yeah, I like the Raiders a lot better, and and I, I just, McDaniels has been, like, I, I know I'm not a fan of his at all, but he will have been cultivating, like, this is his Super Bowl, right? Is the Raiders getting this win against Vilichek and the Patriots? It's all they've got left, so... Yeah, this is this is a loser leaves town match. Not not quite the level of Lions Jets, but this is more or less a loser leaves town match. You're yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, next up, uh, Cardinals Broncos. Hey, you don't have to bet them all, right? Moving on, Titans Chargers. What do you guys think? They are? Uh, I Cardinals Broncos ripping McCoy. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I guess. Yeah, Denver with the minor because they have a unit that's actually somewhat decent in their defense, and it's it's Colt McCoy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's still Mark Rippon versus Colt McCoy in this one, so I don't think I'll have a dime on this, but ultimately I think you're correct in your analysis is that the Broncos minus one and a half is the short home favorite with the only good unit that exists in this game. I think that's the side you want for sure. And uh, let me ask you guys this question. As Cliff Kingsbury coached his last game uh, with uh, with Kyler Murray as his QB? Do you think Kyler Murray was a little bit like, do you think in his deepest, darkest, you know, uh, like, like when he's alone by himself, do you think sometimes he thinks to himself like Emilio Estevez in uh, breakfast club, he goes, sometimes I wish my knee would just give. And then I can go home and play all the call of duty. I want, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> well, now he's gonna. So there's that. Yeah. And that, that's a bad one too. Cause he's not going to be back till like what, like after week eight or something next week, give or take. Right. That was so bad, too, because I bet the Cardinals uh, on the Monday Nighter, which I never do, and lesson learned again by me. Um, although, my analysis was, uh, Kyler Murray's going to be able to run all over the, uh, <laughs> the run all over the Patriots, and so they won't know what to do. <laughs> and then on the third play, while he's running all over the Patriots, and they don't know what to do, his knee just shatters. And it was like, oh, crap. Cole. <laughs> yeah, it was, oh, it was so bad. It was a bad one. I feel bad for Murray. Ah. Anyway, yeah, so I guess the Broncos is the side you want in this one, and and we're moving on. Uh, Titans-Chargers, Chargers minus three. Uh, they're saying these two teams are even, and uh, the Chargers are getting the three-point home bump. I don't have much to add to this other than I do think these two teams are extremely even, but I think this is uh, a buy low, sell high game. Uh, you're buying low on the Titans, who have been uh, pecker-slapped the last couple of weeks. And uh, the Chargers have just looked excellent in a primetime game uh, against the Dolphins. But Craig, you mentioned something earlier about the Dolphins looking like the way the Dolphins looked in that game. Still only a six point game. So the Chargers literally had everything go their way aside from the one aside from the first touchdown the the Dolphins got. And. Justin Herbert had flames shooting out of his ears in that game. And they still only won by three. And they still barely won. Uh, I just like Vrabel, v- Vrabel with a bounce-back game. I think uh, uh, Derrick Henry, who's been a little bit quiet the last couple of weeks, has another classic Derrick Henry game where he just chews up the clock and he's running for for six a clip, maybe a couple of touchdowns, and the Titans win an ugly, ugly game. I'm going to take the Titans plus the 3 here. goodbye low moment for them. Uh, and they're going to be one of my five. Craig, what do you think? Should be a good game. Okay, interesting. So uh, one of the things I will say is that I think when betting this Chargers team, and this goes back to the Phillip Rivers era too, just because weird stuff happens in these Chargers games, typically you want to bet the Chargers when they're getting points and not when they're laying points because they just do weird shit like missed field goals, silly touch. Th- like that That Tyree kill touchdown was the most Chargers-y Chargers thing to ever happen to the Chargers. Uh, and and it was it was just... It was. It, was it, it It's just weird. So I'm on the Titans. Craig's on the Chargers. Billy tiebreaker for this one. All right. Next up. Sorry, ahead. Yes. Yeah, getting healthy. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very good. And yeah, and the Titans have had problems. You mentioned the bad They just don't put teams away, this Chargers thing, right? They just don't put teams away. So I like getting the three. If it was the other way around, if this was it, like I, if I guarantee you, if this was in Tennessee, Tennessee would be getting three points, and I'd be talking about I gotta have the Chargers here, right? <laughs> like that's, I think that's, I think that's as simple as it is for me. Um, yeah, you did mention that the uh, another thing to another reason you guys might want to take the Chargers, even though I'm on the Titans, is. Uh, the Titans have shown a propensity. You mentioned that they're uh, they're very bad against the pass, specifically against big-bodied receivers. Uh, you know the ilk of AJ Brown. Uh, the Chargers have those guys, so uh, there's yeah, yeah. Uh, Next up, last game of the 4 o'clock slate. The Cincinnati Bengals head into Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. (laughs) Christ, why couldn't this game be in Cincinnati? It's got to be in Tampa. Uh, Tampa looked about as horrendous as you could possibly look, and it was against a seventh-round quarterback. Bengals laying three-and-a-half on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know what... To do with this game. Cincinnati's climbed all the way up to six in DVOA. And... Uh, scrolling, scrolling. Tampa Bay's still only 13th, which I don't... It's still 13th, which is perplexing to me. They are so fucking terrible, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, this game's a stay away. Yeah, this game's a stay away for me. I don't want to lay 3.5 on the road, though. I just don't want to do it. That's, that's the only thing that frightens me off. I think you're correct, though, Craig, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I I think you're correct Craig. I think the Bengals are the side. I just want to say let's be careful out there on this one. let's be very careful out there because we're making classic gambling mistakes on this one which is buying high on a really good Bengals team as a road favorite against a Buccaneers team that looked I, th- I like did anybody look worse than them last week? On like when they took the football field. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they... Yeah. I think, I, yeah I think you're absolutely right I'm just saying let's be careful out there everybody that's that's I know and I don't think I'm <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong I do want to bet I do want to take the Bengals with you I'm just saying let's be careful out there that's all because there's some there, <clears throat> there's some traps this is probably the Admiral Akbar game of the week because there's some there, there's some, some some trap potential in in Bengals box here Um... Sunday nighter. New York Giants head to Washington to take on the Commanders. These two teams played each other two weeks ago to a tie in New York when the Giants were, a I think, a three-point home dog. We're now heading to Washington, and Washington, who was given three two weeks ago in New York, is now laying four and a half uh, in Washington. This is the first time I can ever conceivably think of this happening. Where Washington played the Giants to a tie two weeks ago, had a week off, and then played the Giants right away, coming off the bye. So they've basically been thinking about the same team for three straight weeks, in, uh, in maybe even four straight weeks in there. Like three to four straight weeks, basically. They've been thinking about one team. Uh, I'm on the Washington Commanders. I think they're much better. The, 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 the shine is really coming off of the, the, the Giants. We, we all knew that they were winning fake games earlier in the season that these dumb one score last second games with uh uh, with uh with their qb just pulling games out of his ass and uh i i don't know i'm on the commander's minus four and a half they're gonna be one of my five billy what do you think about this one Alright, Craig, I'm on the Commanders, Billy's on the Giants, tiebreaker. Mm -hmm. Four and a half is still out there. I just think we're doing ourselves a disservice if we don't take the Commanders here because I can't like this can't have happened before in the National Football League where you where you play a team have a bye week to prepare to play them again. So they're playing they're basically playing the Giants in a back. In, it's basically the Commanders like for all intents and purposes for the Commanders this is a home at home. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. For all intents and purposes for the Washington Commanders this is basically a home at home series, all a la basketball or hockey, and except they're doing it in football. And uh, and the Commanders are are just they're just yeah they're just the better team I, th- I think and I think we're doing ourselves a disservice if we don't take advantage of the fact that the Commanders have been thinking about the same team and scheming against the same team for three straight weeks. Uh, Monday Nighter, uh, a game that once showed so much promise, probably for the Monday Night Crew when they were putting the games together, but uh, I mean, I guess they get to swoon over uh, Aaron Rodgers for. Uh, Three and a half hours, if they if they feel like doing that. Uh, the Rams are heading into Green Bay to take on the Packers. Packers are laying seven. I don't have any analysis for this one, other than uh, the Packers shouldn't be laying seven against anybody. And so if you're uh, if you're, you're you're gambling on this one, you're you're actually <laughs> actually now that I say that out loud, I don't know actually. I was going to say that. Should the Packers be laying seven against anybody? Maybe I would lay the seven because I don't know. It's Baker Mayfield coming off a, a. Yeah, maybe I don't know what to make of this game. Actually, I ultimately don't. Yeah, a miracle game. He, A bye. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 You know what? I think you're right. I I talked myself into circles there. Yeah. You're 100% right. Yeah. Packers are the side, even though you're laying a seven. I just, I stared at the seven and I was like, Packers shouldn't be laying seven against anybody. And then I was like, wait, as as I was mid analysis of saying why this is a dumb line, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. (coughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I mean, it did matter in that Raiders game, but the Raiders, you know, helped Baker down the field there with a couple of dumb personal fouls, and and, uh, and they left a lot of points on the board, too, with some red zone turnovers and whatnot. Uh, so Craig and I are both saying Packers here. Billy, what do you think about this one? Okay. So that's it for week 15 analysis. All that's left to do is our picks here. Billy, I think you were the winner last week. Yep, you sure were. So why don't you go ahead and kick us off for week 15. Those are some insane choices. <laughs> Those are some insane choices. I don't think, I don't think I would have taken any of these if I'm being honest. <laughs> these are, yeah, this is these these are some YOLO picks for sure. Uh, Craig, week fifteen, who you got? Ah, uh, the pan uh, minus three, just getting the three-point home bump. Uh, what was Minnesota? Minnesota was laying three and a half, right? Yeah, that's what they were doing. Um, I'm going to be generous and give you the Lions plus the two and a half because that was the line earlier. So we're cheating a little bit here. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to take the Commanders. Uh, I'm putting my money where my mouth is on these next two. Give me the Bears and the Jaguars. And then I'm going to round it out with the Titans and the Colts. So, Commanders, Bears, Jaguars, Titans, Colts for, for Matt Pierce. Uh, that is it for this week Uh, crossover podcast available with the crossover podcast.com facebook.com slash crossover podcast and iTunes Please rate and subscribe five stars only we're also on Google Play Spotify and Stitcher and pretty much any other podcatcher that you happen to be using Uh, please uh, rate and review on on any of those and as always you do not have to listen but please download the crossover podcast Um, that is it for this week we'll be back next week uh, breaking down week 15 and uh, talking weeks uh, 16. Uh, and if you're looking for, uh, anything on the other side of the podcast, go check out our Wakanda Forever review as that's, uh, coming out and some interesting things happening in the old, uh, DC universe there as James Gunn, uh, starts taking a chainsaw to all the crap they were doing before. Rock, you're gone. Henry Cavill, you're out. So let's start building the real universe here. So it's good to see. Good to see that's... Yeah, they already... That movie tanked so bad that they're like, get out. Well, what happened was... Obviously, the DC movies haven't been doing well because they... Uh, for whatever reason, they thought, let's give Zack Snyder, a guy who is one of the worst storytellers uh, in terms of movie... In terms of uh, you know directing movies. They were like, all right, we're six years or seven years at the time behind Marvel, who just released their Avengers movie. We need... Zack Snyder to start our universe. Go build it. Go build our, our our what will be the DCU mansion on the foundation that was the soup of shit that was the his Man of Steel movie. So that was their first mistake, and then they've uh, just been basically hammering out like farting out crappy movie after crappy movie, and then the Black Adam. Helmed by the Rock, I guess, was just so bad that they uh, that they're like, all right, we need you're we we need to start from scratch, and so they've hired James Gunn, who did uh, you know Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, a lot of the really fun Marvel movies in the MCU. they basically uh, hired him to be their Kevin Feige, and him and whoever he was working with basically announced today that it's like, yeah, these guys are gone. So it's like rock out Henry Cavill out and we're rebooting all of this and starting over from scratch more or less. I'm sure they'll keep a few things. Like they'll probably want to keep Marco Robbie as Harley Quinn around and uh, a couple other castings like that. They'll probably keep, but it's just going to be like, he basically was taking a chance out of the whole thing. Cause I never went out to see black Adam, but from what I heard, it was uh, pretty, pretty crappy. So Yeah. So even The Rock, I guess, couldn't save the, uh, the, the, the DCU. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Ah, bad. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, so that is it. Uh, Craig, Bill, as always, pleasure doing this with you guys. Uh, take care, everybody.